0: DRC-20, I've actually been experimenting with this week itself. I don't know if anyone else has. And this is apparently different from DogeNals, which they tried to replicate ordinals on Dogecoin. And uh, there's a size limit because it doesn't have SegWit or Taproot. And so I think it faded really, really hard. They published a web extension wallet that you can inscribe directly in that web extension wallet. And the amount of things that you can mint is it's quite chaotic in essence because there's no real functional explosion. I was literally going on like blind minting, right? It's blind minting. I was literally like going on a medium post and people were like, these are the tokens you can mint, but there is like no listed supply of what they are or if they were minted out. Look, This is kind of what BRC 20 was right at the beginning too. And it's the
1: same thing right now with SRC 20. It's very tech just isn't built up but with BRC 20. The tech just got built up fast. It is literally incredible. How many marketplaces are going to be
0: spun up all the wallets and everything. (laughs) Yo. What's good? What's good? What's good, man? I think it's just us today. I
1: love it, man. It's the best. We can dive deep. None of these distractions.
0: Yeah, I think everybody... I don't know if everyone's down in Bitcoin Miami or or kind of what the case is.
1: <laughs> it's funny. I was... Because with what was going on in Miami, I wasn't expecting a lot of these spaces to still happen. And then my phone's like pinging me and I'm like, oh crap, I got to like get on these shows. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like... uh yeah, people are still doing it, man.
0: This is the thing, man. You can do spaces from anywhere, right? So. Yeah, I think there's like a few. Um, I think there's like a big BRC20 uh, space that's happening right now. It's listening to it for a little bit. Council is one of them, dude. A bunch of these tickers keep popping up. Wait, what's this? Uh, tell me about this new one. I haven't, I haven't heard this one yet. Yeah, so complete transparency, actually. So I found Council. Actually, it was on... Uh, here, let me zoom in real quick here. So... I guess it was on Monday. I spent almost the entire day, dude, going through these BRC 20 shit coins, just like it was 2017 ICO mania already, dude. I was writing down spreadsheet. I was writing down spreadsheets.
1: don't no, no, you had charts going and shit. Dude,
0: and I literally spent like eight hours on, yeah, on Monday, just going through. And, and it reminds me exactly of how 2017 was because there's no information. So what you have to do is you have to go to whatever the equivalent of coin market cap is. So this, in this case, I think OrdSpace is what I was using. Yep. If I go to OrdSpace, and I would literally just go one by one from number one all the way down to like number fifty. I'd take. And are the- you like literally like copy pasting these into like a spreadsheet and stuff? So yeah, so I was taking the ticker and or t- taking the ticker and then going and pasting it onto Twitter, right? And yep. then you go pay. Then then you go through Twitter with the ticker with the dollar sign to go find. Then you have to go find the Twitter account. Then you have to go find their de- their Discord. Go find their Telegram. Go figure out what the hell this BRC twenty token even is. Turns out like 80% of them are all just like meme coins, right? There's no value prop. It's just, this is just sure. kind of exists.
1: I, 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 I I'm hesitant to even think
0: any of them have a value prop. <laughs> I mean, really let's, what's, what's the value prop? Dude, I mean, you'd be, I mean, you'd be surprised of like some of the stuff that exists out here. Um, I'm actually quite bullish on all of it on some of them. Here, let me zoom in real quick. So,
1: so tell us though, cause you've been through a cycle of this, um, Looking back on it and you're, you're advising, you know, yourself four years ago or five years ago, whatever this time around, you know, looking back on it, what would you do different? Uh, looking back on it to kind of give some advice for people who are,
0: maybe this is their first rodeo, not financial advice, but I would literally just buy everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, look, Hey man, you know, it's funny cause it, it's completely counterintuitive to like a normal person, right? a uh, normal investor who maybe invests in stocks or something like that. But the reality was if, you know, you look back on the 20, you know, 21 NFT bull run, if in March of that year, you had simply bought a little of every single
0: project, you would have made out huge. Dude, you'd be up big, big. And that's kind of, I'm trying to, I do this a lot where I write curve it too much or middle curve it. And uh, what I should be doing is literally just going 40 IQ and just buying the things that I think are going to increase in value over time. Um, So two of them that I bought, I came across. So actually right now, my thesis is just buying uh, BRC20s that have uh, low supplies. So there's kind of two things that are happening and it's quite fascinating. Um, There's, you have low supply coins that are kind of trading like NFTs. Uh, In essence, like there's only 10,000 of them. And then you have these other ones that are like 21 million. That's like 50% of them are all 21 million and they trade more like fungible tokens. So I'm going after the small supply ones. I think like 80% or maybe like nine of 10 of the BRC twenties that I own are all like sub 50,000, uh, quality. Oh, Leonidas is here. I thought, it's uh,
1: Interesting. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm of the belief cause I've seen it happen with NFTs and NFT projects. Um, and tell me what you think about this. So it can be high supply. Actually, I, th- I actually believe people prefer that really low number of purchasing mm-hmm. something. So if there's a, a trillion of a coin, it's great for the buyer because they see that it costs 0.000000, 000, 000, 000 Bitcoin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's actually good from a buyer's perspective. This is all just like, you know, human psychology. Mm-hmm. But actually having a low owner count um i think actually can really pump i've seen it in nfts right where a a very a handful of people own all the tokens yeah and they don't have to necessarily sell and so you can get these wild kind of price swings um with it like I, i mean it was just in the other the other day somebody was saying one of these coins had like you know oh this is the largest number of holders of any coin and i understand that from a distribution perspective but from a like Coin price go up perspective, I don't think it's the
0: greatest thing in the world, but I- I'd love to hear, you know, counter arguments to that. Yeah. So, so two of the tokens that I bought, and there's, there's also just as a preface, there's kind of like two narratives that are happening simultaneously. And there's like, and and ordinals are like speed running all of this. It's it's crazy. BRC twenty reminds me of DeFi summer, and then you have the ordinals, like the collections, is reminding me kind of like this like NFT boom of twenty sure. twenty one. Yeah, so you I think up,
1: somebody said they were speed running Ethereum over six months is six years. Is, dude, Ethereum. yeah,
0: Ethereum has a, a vastly ahead in terms of network effects um, from this type of stuff, but the, the, it's accelerating quite fast. So one of the tokens I bought for for complete transparency is this one called Council. Um, and I came across it. they're doing they're creating something called Toshipad, which is just like a it's a launchpad, and I was like, "Oh, perfect! Shitcoin launchpad. Let's do it." <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember these things that popped up all over 2017, um, and it went up literally like. see so yeah. my launchpad—that means this gives me an opportunity, like I can launch my token off
1: using theirs, basically. Okay.
0: Yeah, okay. so there's a there's two two different launchpads that I've come across. I'm just trying to write down. Um, and maybe I'll share the spreadsheet what I was actually trying to do was uh, there's something called bit check me Which is like token you can token gate your BRC 20s in discord kind of like Collabland. Mm-hmm. So I was gonna take this spreadsheet and just put it through like a token gate and kind of go from there and just cut these discussions but I found out of the hundred or so BRC 20s that I looked up. There's maybe 20 of them are like have some sort of um, specific reasoning to exist outside of just being a meme coin and so I've been kind of watching those. There's a there's one team specifically that I'm like super super bullish on that I like that reminds me very hard of these like early compound protocols, like early compound, early maker, right some of this stuff. But I think it's all going to get out of hand at some point in a few in a few months. It but might just... already be out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> well you you have I mean you have I think Ordie's like 70% of the market cap or something like that and it's yeah. like a huge huge drop off right after that. Uh, yeah. I was listening to a space yesterday, uh, last night. I think it's the BRC20 coins. They, they're, they're like a nightly one. They were t- they, one of the debates was, uh, or maybe it was, it might have been that one. It was one of them. They're discussing how Ordi, Ordi is uh, more immutable and uh, a better version of Bitcoin itself. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more, hey, it's a fairer launch.
1: That's for darn sure. <laughs> Way fairer launch than Bitcoin. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's dude. I'm I'm having fun. I actually haven't been this bullish on like a technology of BRC twenties in quite some time. Uh, yeah. so I, I feel like a lot of real excitement. It Feels like there's going to be a lot of growth. It's very clunky, um, and maybe we'll talk about this in a little bit as well. Um, right? I, I I tweeted last weekend that I'd spent a weekend working on a, a protocol uh, with some friends who all we all got a house in Las Vegas. There was like ten of us, um, and just like, we're like, how do we contribute to the space? Um, and put out a protocol. And so we put out something yesterday called Omnisats, which I have a podcast or whatever. But Domo ended up reaching out to us. Um, and so we got a, pri- a DM chat with him. And he was kind of just explaining like, hey, is this like a, is this a bridge? Is this wrapped? Is this layer one? Is this blah, blah, blah. Um, and he gave like the reasonings of why it's important to kind of stay like as closely aligned to the BRC20 protocol itself. And this term that he was using was, is this an extension of BRC20 or is this something, a layer on top of it kind of idea? I think so for like the extensions is what he likes. And what he was kind of explaining is that there's two things that are happening to make sure that these protocols work. First is he wants to make sure if you're gonna stay on this L1 that you're using the Unisets um, indexer because it's partnered with all of the different exchanges. And then he said what he sees happening is another trend is then all these other new protocols are building a second indexer. They have one that's kind of routing to make sure that it's all on the same page with everything. And then these other protocols are building a second, right? Which kind of defines their rule set of like whatever the the protocol is. And then if that protocol ends up taking off, then what's going to happen is it's probably going to have to follow the same suit suit that Unisat did with their uh, API or indexer, where then you relay that indexer to the other centralized exchanges so that everyone's on the same page but essentially what you're doing when you're walking into these new protocols that are kind of using their own indexers you're kind of just walking into a walled garden and you're playing by the rule set for a while and then i guess if social signaling and validation uh, takes off then i guess that's kind of where you start to decentralize and distribute the the rule set itself so it had to take it took me a little bit to kind of figure out what the hell was going on there uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's fun. So the, the OmniSats thing, I mean, I guess I'm here. Can I already explain it a little bit? And I'll pull it up here, not to pump it too much or anything. There's actually no native token for it. Well, there's no native token that you guys can pump. So uh, that's why I feel kind of comfortable uh, explaining this in the essence. Uh, we're trying to create something of like a decentralized, um, something similar to like a, a, like a Uniswap, almost like an AMM decentralized exchange. Uh, in essence, and we we're like, so how do you really create this? Um, and also, the the bigger question too is, uh, how do you bring liquidity into this? There's one protocol called um, Oshi Finance, which I've been dabbling in, um, which is they they've built this like I think I explained this last week too. But
1: that's like a farming type deal, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, and you're and you're using it through Ethereum, where you're basically taking ETH, depositing it for DEETH, um, which is like a fork of. Weath again, yeah, going through all these like <laughs> all these letters. You're farming, I, I just immediately go, nah, nah, yeah. I dude, if you went through DeFi summer, that was where literally all the money was made. To be honest, <laughs> you know, that's the thing, man. I hear it, and it's like, yo, you missed out on a, a thousand X, and I'm like, well,
1: okay. Because I, I would have lost it all, man. I would have not sold it at the right time or whatever, but
0: yeah. So here I have it on the screen. It's called Omni. So OmniSat, uh, right? And it, there's like a team of like, it's like 10, 10 of us, maybe 15 of us, all kind of doing our own our own little part in it. Um, so it's based off of ordinal theory. We call it a B, BBAMM, uh, Bitcoin-backed AMM. And so the first thing we were trying to solve uh, was how do you bring liquidity to this, and so we created this thing called uh, a Bitcoin back vault, and we're using a bunch of BIPs to do it to create it as um, as trustlessly as possible. Because one of the the issues, and we've I think we've had this conversation many times, is how do you encourage Bitcoin whales to participate in something? You kind of have to create a, a decentralized rule set for them to for them to follow. And so this up here too, this is just kind of like a web page. It's not the actual. Um, this is the, That's the interface, but it's not uh, live yet. So DeFi primitive protocol. So we created something called a Bitcoin-backed AMM. And so we're taking, so you'll have like something almost like a Bitcoin bond where you'll have, I'm just going to use a number for now because it's not set, 100 Bitcoin to go into this first bond, which will be defined by a 90-day hold. And so for this, then you take your Bitcoin, uh, you put it into this bond that yields, again, I'm using just just vague numbers here. 1%, right? And so for 90 days then, um, this Bitcoin gets turned into BTC20. And I say BTC20 because there's a ticker for it, but I don't want to post it so people like speculate more. <laughs> right? So that's a, you have to use all this verbiage because I know people are going to front run uh, try to front run all these different things. So, so you get these like a BTC20 equivalents. Um, and then on this DEX that you see uh, here on the screen, right? So it'll say something like BTC20, um, already or, right And that's just how you bring in an initial liquidity because if you had 100 Bitcoin, then that's what it'd be like three million dollars. I think Yeah, I think three three mil. So you're now initially bringing three million dollars of liquidity in this. So but the send- Bitcoin allows the liquidity to happen between the different tokens basically. Yeah. and so you can trade BTC20 as one whole Bitcoin or we have something uh, we have a smaller denomination that's uh, pegged to the SATs. So if you want to break that Bitcoin down, then you can you can swap it in another vault for um, a different token, which is the equivalent of of the amount of SAT. So you get 100 million of this token for your BTC 20, and so then you could go and break that down and right if you want to trade for Pepe or whatever it is. But on the outside of that, that was just the initial like liquidity surge of trying to encourage participation. Then you have this whole AMM right of like similar to Uniswap where you have like Pepe for Ordi. Um, where you could go and swap this and you can create pools, um, just similar to how you do with, with Uniswap so that you could get some of those taker fees. So you're we're kind of coming at it from two different directions, you know, will, will it work? I mean, I I sure hope so, but it's all kind of an experiment and, uh, our, our kind of one of our leading thoughts in this too, is. You know, what we, we've, we've thought about this and we've really uh, kind of hammered out a lot of the details. Again, we'll have a podcast come out next week uh, that we recorded at the house. Whether it works or not, you know, it introduces the idea that maybe these things are kind of possible. And so then people go and build build off of that idea, whether you're forking it or just building something that's similar. And we've kind of seen this, right, in like the historical space of, of, his, of, um, of NFTs, that when somebody once somebody creates something that's unique, whether it actually worked or not, then you'll see like literally just so like a plethora of people try to yeah, either copycat
1: it or or try to improve it. Yeah, it moves it in the direction of somewhere and we don't know where that end's gonna be, but how does that work? Does, does it work with uh, partially signed Bitcoin transactions or how's that actually functioning?
0: Yeah, so partially signed Bitcoin transactions, again, kind of like what we were talking with with when I was speaking with Domo too as well, is, right? So we're using Unisat indexer, you know, define the, the, the rule set to basically be like the Oracle, blah, blah, blah. And then we have our own indexer, which I might also be messing up. I think they use the term scanner uh, in ours. I don't know. It's a different, it's obviously the same idea, which then defines the rule set of the AMM uh, and the Bitcoin-backed vault itself. And the Bitcoin-backed vault is essentially, they use BIP, I don't know, I forget what the number is, 300 or something that has to do with time-locked, uh, time-locked wallets essentially, and that's kind of like the same idea. So it's, we, we put intentionally said that it's a DeFi primitives protocol because we're using a lot of BIPs and a lot of like early um, DeFi principles, but not trying to be too complex in essence because that's kind of what turns people off. And at Domo, it actually said too, like try to make it as simple as possible. And at Emblem, we just got off a call too. That's also our idea too, as we redesign Emblem.finance is to make it as simple as possible. <laughs> The DJs love complex. I don't know.
1: (laughs) The more I hear about farming and stuff, the more I want to stay away. But uh, the more I know other people who like that type of stuff just get so excited with like the complexity of it. Uh, My mind just goes to like, oh, you know, who's going to figure out how to, you know, rug all that BTC, right? It's like, who's going to figure out, oh, if I buy a bunch of uh, Pepe and swap it with Ordi and then quickly swap it with, I don't know, mm-hmm. froggies, and then all <laughs> of a sudden, uh I have all the Bitcoin. You know, it's just, just like, people are so smart these days, man. It's just like, I don't know. It, it's just it's going to be fun to watch. That's for darn sure, man. All right,
0: we're going to see Jared from Subway.sats.
2: Bro, it's like... Bro,
1: <laughs> he figures out that all he needs to do is buy Pepe's, unlimited Pepe's, and then keep swapping them until all the Bitcoin's drained. You know, it's like... Yeah.
0: I uh, we, we did at, at the the house over the weekend. We did have this debate of and conversation is, do you want to build something so that people could potentially like break the entire system? And we were kind of divided. And I was more on this side. Maybe I'd like to hear. I um, will maybe at, hear Leonidas's kind of idea. If do you if you build like a new protocol with the fear that it could break the entire system, is that something that you should actually deploy? What do you mm-hmm. think, Leo?
3: Uh, so is this specifically in reference to like what Bunzy and you guys were kind of working on
0: uh just um, like no that? just just like in general but like kind of the bitcoin ethos like let's say you build a brc20 protocol and there's fear that you know maybe somebody can uh, could do, could use some sort of leverage to kind of like you know create some sort of like block reorg or kind of like break the entire system is that something that you should try to introduce into the ecosystem
3: uh so yeah i mean um <laughs> Yeah, like, look, I think if Bitcoin can be attacked by little stuff like what we're doing today, um, we, it's very much better that we figure that out today, right? If, if we, let's say, somebody introduces this idea of we're going to do reorg attacks on Bitcoin, you know, a couple times every day and just really try to, you know, shake things up. I don't, like, I think that's probably possible right now. So. If that is the case, then like probably we need to upcoin, upgrade the core Bitcoin protocol again. Like none of these things are rocket science. Like it's solved on other chains, so it's very much a let's figure out these things as quickly as possible. Like try to break everything. I'm gonna applaud you for trying to break things, and if you do, then let's take a let's take it seriously and let's like actually talk about how we can kind of fix these problems.
1: Yeah, I think along that line too. Like most people I know are talking about well the BRC twenty you know what happens when an indexer breaks or gets misaligned, or I don't even know, you know, but it's like, it's an eventual, but something's going to happen. Right. And so, you know, we are going to have to deal with this, but it's better to deal with it early stage when, you know, half the world hasn't invested their money in them. Right. So it's like, like, let's break it now when there's
0: small value risk, um, in theory, I guess. Yeah, it, I mean, it is really interesting. We're kind of seeing this happen too um, for SRC twenties and for Counterparty. Uh, also, shout out to to Pineance. I saw they did note SRC twenty um, in their recent research paper. So uh, you know, maybe Bitcoin stamps comes in. Uh, but we are seeing some some sort of internal civil war happening on Counterparty, <laughs> right? And uh... people probably don't even know what's happening.
1: I'm not even sure what's what's happening exactly. But maybe we we'll want to talk about it a little bit.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's uh, again, we had discussed this. It's like, how do you go about it? Right. Do you want to do you have like a soft approach to it? Because you don't want to like frustrate everybody to where you turn it off. But it's also something that, you know, should be talked about. It's uh so right now there's a internal war kind of happening or debate um, on counterparty. Um, and some people are even threatening to fork counterparty um, because of SRC 20. So I'm not going to name names or anything like that. But there's some people that are calling SRC 20 spam to the counterparty network, uh, which is kind of interesting when SRC 20 is putting so many eyeballs on counterparty itself. Yeah. Uh, and so because of that, there was a new protocol that was created called broadcast network or something like that, which was using the broadcast function on counterparty. And uh, so now the devs, um, I'm not going to say which way, And there's people who are saying that, hey, they might just fork counterparty in general so that they don't have to deal with the spam. And then they could kind of update the system to whatever the parameters are um, that they need for SRC20 stamps, broadcast network, or whatever else comes from it. Uh, It's just, it's kind of weird that. People would classify this as spam. You know, it's kind of almost the same exact argument that's happening on Bitcoin with with the Bitcoin maxis. It's literally the same, man.
1: I mean, it it is. When you're looking at it from an outsider perspective, which I am, uh, it's literally the same conversation. Um, And, you know, I think Counterparty obviously is such a small, you know, it's like this is maybe five people, right, who kind of run Counterparty compared to thousands who run bitcoin right and so what luke jr says on bitcoin yeah it matters but he can be overwhelmed by the 800 other people who actually are interested in ordinals right uh while on counterparty if if you know one or two of those devs aren't happy with something like that's basically all of counterparty right (laughs) because there's just nobody there it doesn't have this like huge volume of people and so basically a couple people control the whole thing and um So we'll see how it plays out. Um, You know, it's it's super interesting to see what's going on. I think you know, um, I don't think stamps are going anywhere. Uh, It just depends on how it's going to kind of roll with Counterparty uh, in the future. And I'm hopeful still, you know, that that something will be able to be worked out because I do think it's a real positive. I mean, the amount of attention it's brought to not only Counterparty but but obviously. Pepe's and all the rest of it has been incredible, I think. It's just been a huge win. BRC20s, obviously, the whole ordinals thing has been such a boom for counterparty. It would be real, a real sad waste to kind of waste that attention. And, you know, with this infighting about, you know, how big our database is going to be. It's like, what are we talking about, man? You know, we're worried about a database. Like, I'll buy you a fucking extra, you know, SD card. Like, come on, man it's not that big a deal. Like Leo says, you know, let's not worry about the size of the database, man. Like let's meet customers and clients and and collectors where they are and like get them what they want. And um, so I'm hopeful it'll be worked out.
0: Yeah, I I believe the SIC 20 leading ticker is Kevin. I think, right? right? <laughs> the disc, the, the discord is actually kind of funny. It's like the, the meme is like, we're all Kevin. And so they really? all actually, there was a space they had where they all had literally the same exact PFP. <laughs> it was, was kind of funny. It kind of reminded me of like the Bitcoin frog thing, but with them doing the ribbit, yeah. uh, which is insane. And actually, by that, dude, I, I have seen more. I, watch, I don't know if you watched the, the Proof Daily update, the one that's done by NFT sure. Statistics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he dedicated like a whole section to Bitcoin Frogs uh, where it was the second most traded in one day. It was like just behind Yuga, just behind Bored Apes. I Catch think- attention. I mean, we were on the
1: space what yesterday and they actually, the volume was actually higher. Uh, it was actually like the highest volume of any NFT project in the world. I think yesterday or the day before. So, uh, and that, I mean, it's it's really incredible. Like, cause I mean, I, I think I joked with Leo about it. It was like when ordinals first started, it was like the entire all ordinals volume, like globally was like a quarter of what like punji penguins were on a daily basis, right? It was literally nothing. And uh, for for a project to hit like top NFT project by volume, Globally, is in that kind of time frame, isn't? I mean, it's it's bonkers. It's incredible.
0: I have to say, didn't the whole frog sing start pumping from an accidental video from Leo? Isn't that what it was? I don't was know this, if that was was that, that the frogs, Leo, the frogs, Leo, when that happened when you made the. Uh,
3: so yeah, I mean, that was definitely a <laughs> unique situation. Like I don't think that was the catalyst for frogs. Like the frogs had a pretty strong community before that point like know, it's just
1: I'm, I'm just teasing yeah. you it's funny what did, did, I, I didn't see this video what was this video you did
3: uh so when magic even launched their ordinals marketplace like maybe a month and a half ago i was doing these like you know screen recordings and myself using all the tools in the space to kind of show people hey we're not the weird spreadsheet people anymore like you can actually <laughs> do normal oh, wait
1: it was a frog product. you bought on that day yeah. <laughs>
3: So, yeah, I no the-
1: way! Because that was like the you said you just bought the cheapest bought one, right?
3: The cheapest one, correct?
1: Dude, I had no idea that was the frogs. I thought that was like some other project. That's
3: I think, crazy. I,
0: think I think the frog was like five dollars or something. Dude, like that's that. literally insane. That's literally
1: <laughs> insane, man. Wow,
0: dude. Yeah, man. you've been crushing it though. Or actually, to touch, you guys are crushing <laughs> it over there, bro. Or is nuts. I use it a lot more often. So, congrats to you guys over there for building. You guys are scaling super well. But yeah, the 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 frog thing, I think it was like a $5 purchase or something. That's
1: crazy, <laughs> dude.
0: I had no idea it was
1: that project, man. That that's a ama- that is amazing, man. Wow, that's yeah. like preordained, man. Amazing.
0: Speaking speaking of ordinals, uh, this came out last night. Michael Saylor is a fan of ordinals, but even more so that MicroStrategy is looking at Bitcoin ordinals for app development. <laughs>
4: Bro, not-
1: pfp incoming man it's just a matter of time i mean is it going to happen in the next couple months yes he's going to change his pfp to an ordinal man it's just a matter of which
0: one i have to say dude his bitcoin art is pretty solid uh i don't know if you ever seen that like crazy wooden structure that he usually that he used to have during the bull mania right behind him when he was doing the interviews i don't know what he paid for that but that thing was wild looking i think there was like a bunch of like ideologies that were tacked into it it's like sundials and weird stuff but yeah this was during so he's at bitcoin miami i think leo actually posted like a video too or like a cutout of it of uh of some some things that he had said um let me see if i could find i believe he's actually and i'm
1: not 100 percent certain but i think he's actually talking danny from Onchain monkey is speaking mm-hmm. with him today on on stage i believe somewhere in in miami
0: Danny's doing God's work. God's right. work. Yeah, says so this. He said uh, the discussion surrounding ordinals is important. Sailor said because Bitcoin miners have to be successful over the long term. He added that the development of applications building on Bitcoin's functionality could also bolster the coin's overall adoption among uh, among individuals, firms, and governments. Dude, governments are getting into ordinals. What, what are they? they? They getting some Bitcoin frogs too. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, well, Mafiko man, I haven't said it GM to you. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on all of this stuff?
2: Man, I don't have many, I don't have much to say on this, man. I've been literally the last two weeks, just head down, writing this paper, uh, nearly, nearly done now. I uh, just, just finished up actually the findings today. So have the full, the model, everything done. Just going to speak to my colleague and, and, uh, yeah, finish the intro and conclusion. So yeah, next time, probably in early June, I can come up here and, and discuss. But <laughs> you know, I mean, I didn't even know. I'm seeing these things, I'm seeing this title right now, BRC20 LTV. You're like, what is all this stuff, man? Bro,
1: you should focus actually on the hype cycle from these frogs, man, because this is actually like almost this is like almost a uh how a ground, you know, a, a grassroots movement can happen. Yeah. It's really incredible because you think about it just to kind of lay out this rough story. So they literally, they launched, right? They're, they're basically worthless. Leo makes this video just because they're literally like the cheapest thing that he can <laughs> buy. It kind of goes away. But when he did that, I think this was actually the important thing. When he did that video and Leo, correct me if I'm wrong, but the response from that community was like off the chain, man. They were like, they went crazy with it. And I think that was actually like this early indicator, if you were smart enough to to acknowledge it, that oh shoot, they got some traction here, and and here we are. What is it, a month and a half later, and the things have gone absolutely parabolic. It's incredible.
0: Yeah, I gotta so, love it. F- Faded it super hard
2: every so, time. So real quick, r- real quick, is these Bitcoin frogs are not connected to Pepe, like the coin at all. It's just a separate, it's separate thing.
0: Completely. If you think about it though, they took the two things that were hot and just kind of put it together: yep. ordinals and Frogs. Put it together. I, apparently, I was listening to his spaces. Uh, the creator of it, his name's Frog Toshi. <laughs> 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 and uh, it was a free mint. Uh, oh, all right, we got to talk about this. Super funny. There's actually a, a Bitcoin Frogs V1. Did you see yeah. this, Adam?
3: Thank you, Frogs. We uh, just <laughs> repeat
0: history again and again and again, bro. It just rhymes all the way around. It's incredible, man. I know, so mad. I saw them posting about it and I wasn't at home. I was like on the strip somewhere. And I was like, no, by the time I get home, it's going to be literally like to the moon. I think now it's at like 0.03 Bitcoin or something <laughs> like that, which is like, I don't know, 500 bucks or 1,000.
4: Anyone think know. that was intentional?
0: Oh, yeah,
4: I think it's possible.
0: Yep. It didn't seem like it was intentional. I listened to a spaces uh, discuss what actually happened. And I didn't know this, that Bitcoin Frogs uh, was one of the first collections to mint out using the Lightning Network. And uh, I guess that the Naked Frogs, I think they're called the Naked Frogs now. Apparently, there was some issue with Lightning that had happened. And uh, I think not everybody got everything that they had purchased. Or there was, there was something that happened where uh, Frog Toshi actually had to refund everybody um, or refund somebody. Um, About or maybe maybe it was the naked frogs you had to buy first and then the other ones are free or something like that But then they had to basically redo it all over again I know I'm butchering the story, but then they had to redo it all over again And that's where you get the Bitcoin frogs is like the v2 essentially So gotta love it dude historical narratives
4: The community is you know what I think is a big part of their Fast success. I joined one of their Twitter spaces and they're onboarding it. It reminded me of uh the early days with the apes on clubhouse similar vibe
0: oh yep. boy please don't tell me it's the next apes because i'm gonna fade it super hard ribbit ribbit, ribbit. <laughs> i mean you know they, they got a they got a call you know
1: where people come on and ribbit you know it's you know it's, the, it's a similar model right um it's hard you never know which one of these things is going to work right and then that that's kind of from like a collector standpoint uh which one's going to actually work is really hard because like Okay, when that apes model happened, right? And we were all in those clubhouses and stuff, and they'd come on and do the monkey sounds, right? But after that, there were probably 20, 30 other projects that that did stuff like that. I'm remembering, like, I don't know,
5: goop the yeah, goop. But never worked.
1: <laughs> you know, but those never worked, right? They never worked. So how do you pick the one that's gonna work? Uh, boy, that's that's a real, real tough game to do. I don't know. It's it's hey. darn near
0: impossible. Gob goblins did that too. I remember yep. during the oh, yeah. run, you know, all the noises.
4: Yeah,
0: I should just go from now on, just go max along anytime people are LARPing um yeah. in stages with, with weird noises that are based off their, their PFP in essence. <laughs> Gotta love it. It's a really good time. But uh Victor was it a Victorious one? Uh welcome to the stage, man. Uh do you have something on your mind? Or are you a you a big fan of the ordinal craze? Thanks.
4: Um, I'm actually into the BRC 20s. Uh, I've just been looking at that compared to the ERC market. And I feel like it's most likely to explode over the next year. So I'm pretty much uh, going to be um, seeing what, you know, I, I know you got the SRC 20s. So I'd love to hear more about that. From what I've seen, it seems like the exchanges are picking up with the BRCs. And, um, you know, I've heard that central, you know, tier one exchanges are getting ready to go with that. So it might went out, even though it might be inferior tech in some ways, in some ways it's not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's dive into some of the other ones that are actually, um, in the headline. So DRC 20, I've actually been, uh, experimenting with this week itself. I don't know if anyone else has. And this is apparently different from Dogeinals, um, which they had tried to do. They tried to replicate ordinals on Dogecoin. And uh, there's a, a size limit because it doesn't have SegWit or Taproot. And so I think it faded really, really hard. But this was cool. Um, so I pulled up here, very Doge Labs. This is where I was uh, kind of getting a lot of my information from. They created a, or they published a a web extension wallet. It's on my other computer. Uh, I forget what it's called, but you can essentially you can inscribe directly in that uh, in that wallet in that web extension wallet, and the amount of things that you can mint is it, it's it's quite chaotic in essence because. There's no real functional explorer, so so you're. I was literally going on like blind minting, right? It's blind minting. I was literally like going on a medium post, and people are like, "These are the tokens you can you can uh, <laughs> you can mint," but there is like no listed supply of what they are, or if they were minted out. I mean, so- look at the same. T- this is kind of what B- BRC twenty
1: was right at the beginning too. Like it's the same sort of thing, and it's the same thing right now with SRC twenty. It's very the tech just isn't built up. Um, but with BRC 20, the tech just got built up fast. I mean, it's, it is literally incredible. How many marketplaces are going to be spent, spun up all the wallets and everything,
0: <laughs> Oh my God, dude, look at, look at this. Yeah. I, I just pulled a tweet. I just pulled a tweet up. So the wallets called Deepal wallet, uh, I pulled up here on the screen. Uh, very what's it's called very doge labs. I found a tweet right here. Um, people are calling the DRC 20 spammers volume spammers just like the, the people on yeah, src twenty on- and just like the brc20 okay, yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's attention to all the dogenal DRC20 spammer spam creators <laughs> yeah. so funny dude it's crazy it's literally the same conversations the same in, in on every chain it's it's amazing man it's just amazing yeah I recommend trying this wallet up though you could kind of see here on the screen what it looks like uh it's called the DPAW wallet it's a pretty pretty sleek interface uh and it's just kind of fun i mean to, to literally inscribe something was 0.1 doge which is like a penny yeah. to inscribe stuff so you're just it's more to me it was more just fun uh than anything else in essence but whether they become val- valuable or something i don't know i think doji is like the first one itself but uh, i don't i don't know if these will ever have a use case i and as it's, I say it's that, it's really no hard
1: to get attention, man. I mean, to get get people onto it, um, you know, people just. I mean, I hold a bunch of Doge and a bunch of I don't even know different Do, uh, Doge stamps and all that sort of stuff. But um, you know, you realize when you're in that Telegram that you know, hey, there, there's 20 of us here. You know, it's just super,
0: super niche and small. Um, so here I, I pulled up on the screen. So it's just like the BRC21. It's DRC20.org. You can see here, um, all the tokens, uh, F I W B doji was the first one created. Pepe was number two, doge is number three. And it shows you the minted percentage on here. I think this just published like a day or two ago and the limit, but there's no, literally zero market cap on all these. Cause there's nowhere to trade any of these. It's just yeah. like, just endless inscriptions on it. <laughs> and this, this wallet, like, or this, uh, I've been trying to use this and it's been kind of like clunky and goes up and down, but I don't know if you guys want to explore that. I don't know if anything will come from this, right? Maybe we get DeFi on Dogecoin. (laughs) And I think whatever happens on, on Bitcoin or on BRC20 will definitely try to be replicated here. Um, And LTC20, I'm trying to pull this up in a second. I know Adam and I uh, had explored Litecoin ordinals very early. Um, as working at Emblem Vault, we get to kind of participate in all these these like fringe technologies and early communities. They've been do- they've been catching up. They've been doing a little bit better. Luke, who created or was one of the the guys behind uh, Litecoin punks, um, they just published their own inscription service. I'll try to to find it here in a second. Uh, but Adam, yeah, have he, you? Litecoin like, like, like has
1: that advantage of um of inexpensive, kind of like Doge. Um, and a, a, a kind of bigger community. Right. And people are more kind of aware of it. So it's, it's, it's maybe got a little more traction, I think, than, than the DRC twenties, uh, Litecoin has, you know, cause it's, it's more than just five guys. It's maybe 10. <laughs> I don't know, but there, there's some guys trying to do it too. It's, you know, my gut says, you know, that there's going to be one winner and it's, it's going to be the BRC twenties, right? Cause this is where the attention and the money is. Um, but sometimes there's, there's room for like the, the second coming up. And I think we've seen it definitely with the SRC twenties and the, the, the stamps version is that people get this kind of like, Oh, I just missed the boat on BRC twenties. Let me go try to grab the next boat coming. Right. And I mean, in the last two days, the number of people minting SRC twenties is there's been thousands that Tens of thousands of these things have been, um, minted and, but same sort of thing. It's like the explorers kind of are broken and glitchy and the devs are resetting them, you know, 20 times a day and they barely work and you don't know what's minted out. It's all very, uh, not user friendly at all. And there's nowhere to trade them. You know, people just started putting them in M -M 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 vaults, you know, so people could buy these things. It's just, it's, it's a bit of a shit show. Just straight up, you know.
0: Yeah,
4: it is. Yeah. I liked your, you know, your point about, um, you know, seeing what the next wave is going to be. But I do think you're right as far as where the liquidity is already. You look at Bitcoin, it's uh, 400 billion right now in a bear market. ETH is at 200 billion. Then you've got Doge down at 10 billion. But I think the one advantage Doge does have is that Elon has been um, very forward thinking with integrating Doge into Twitter. And I wouldn't be surprised to see those DRC20s flying around as tips in the future.
1: That's an interesting point is that, look, Doge has this, like, if they could bridge it to make it easy to trade with people who already have Doge. And people who have Doge can just simply buy them using Doge, like in an app or on a web page. Uh, that's really interesting because the people who bought Doge originally, you know, they bought it because they wanted, they were taking a shot at, you know, they were buying a lottery ticket, most likely, right? So to offer them additional lottery tickets, you know, where they can use their Doge to buy, you know, DRC 20s, that actually is pretty interesting. That's that's kind of that's interesting. I might that's have some DRC twenties. is what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> Moving to LTC twenties, I pulled up. It's lightscribe.io. This is where you can inscribe LTC twenty tokens. There's a bunch on here that have been minted out. I know they just surpassed two million inscriptions total. Yeah. Of course, it's much much cheaper. I mean, I that's actually- the thing when you get these like super cheap to mint,
1: you know, people just bomb it. I mean that, and that's why it's hard. Like on the DRC twenties, like. Okay, the first one that minute out did like two guys grab all of those. You know what I mean? And it's just it's a bit, bit of a bummer.
5: Probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I so, think. Go ahead.
0: Go ahead. Sorry.
5: Oh, I, I think there's going to be a corporate uh, use case for for uh, DRC and LTC. You know, for example, you could tie your vendor network. If you have your own internal corporate. Uh, token, You know, it's fully mended out. You control the supply and utilize that from an internal mechanism. I've seen that done. I've helped uh, a big old gas company move to smart contracting. Again, it was a private, uh, you know, decentralized ledger using smart contracting. But this this adds another element for, for financial side of things. So you can remove a lot of uh, corporate overhead if you build a, an architecture like this and have an internal Te- technically fungible token on a fairly stable, you know, dodge and Litecoin. Uh, you know, those those may be subject. to the tools, we're, we're probably eighteen months away, twelve months away, because most of the development I've seen is in BRC and in uh, So, I think somebody could adopt that because of the low fee structure and low cost uh, to support that uh, on a business case side, corporate side. Uh,
0: yeah, hundred percent. Uh, so I live out in Las Vegas and, uh, one of the casinos, uh, resort world had actually, I don't know if they're still doing this or not. They had adopted, uh, what was that? Theta as their blockchain of choice. And it was, and the reasoning they gave was because it was cheap fees. And also they can have more control working with that foundation of that blockchain to get the things done that they need. When you, when corporations and governments, Move into something like Bitcoin, right? It's completely decentralized. They lose all their their sense of control, and uh, it's just not something that's for them. So I could definitely see what what Biz is saying uh, as well. I would say Litecoin is probably the right way to go about it for them, but right, it got, if a government steps anywhere near Dogecoin and moves it, I think it kind of makes a mockery of their government, right? Or maybe, or maybe it's them stepping into the meme economy. It could go one, one of two ways. <laughs>
1: Just gotta build it out, man. Just need the infrastructure. Look, they're, they're, they're those uh, Litecoin
0: punks right there, man,
1: living the dream.
0: Yeah, I pulled up an article, uh, ambcrypto.com, accessing the LTC20's influence on Litecoin's stretching wallets created created a lighter Bitcoin. Litecoin now has followed in the BRC20 steps, developing its own LTC20, and it has skyrocketed participation in the network. It has Litecoin price has also been surging. I don't know if that has if they uh, if that has to do with Litecoin Arnolds, but you would kind of assume so, right? It says the, according to sentiment, the 24 hour active addresses grew from an eyesore state on 2nd of May and reached eight days later. Hmm. So just increasing the amount of use case on Litecoin. Uh, right.
1: It is, it is amazing. Cause it's like, obviously this stuff is like, I almost went and got a wallet cause I don't know. Luke was like, you know, we're just launching. And it's like, Oh shoot, I gotta go get a wallet. Um, I didn't end up doing it, but obviously this is, you know, it attracts people. This is like, this is interesting stuff for people. And anytime kind of these core devs push back on this new technology, cause it's not, it doesn't fit into their box of what they want their blockchain to be. Uh, it's just amazingly sad. Uh, I was reminded of it. I, I guess that guy, Luke Jr. got banned from Twitter. I don't know what happened uh, with him, but he got banned and I saw people, you know, posting of him about him, uh, getting banned. And, um, but he just reminded me cause he was so like against this, you know, and it's like, it's amazing that they can be, you know, literally working in, in private for years on something that has almost no public interest. And then when the public is finally interested in the thing you've been working on, they, they tell us, no, that's not what the thing I'm working on is about. And it's, um, it's crazy. I, I just, from a business perspective, you know, having worked on businesses, many businesses that have failed, it's like when you finally get some traction, uh, you've got to lean into that traction. And I think it, it's just sad to see when these devs don't do that. And I, I'm I'm glad, actually, that's why, like, Luke, you know, with with Litecoin is like, oh, shoot, this is taking off. Let's lean in, right? How can we build wallets?
0: How can we make this easy for people? This this chart I pulled up is, I think, very, very telling. So on November, we'll just say November 2022, there was 2.8 million wallets that had 0. 0.01 to 0. 0.1 LTC. And now today it's over 4 million. So they've wow. grown, what's that, like 30%? They've picked up like 1.2 or 1.3 million wallets um, over the last six months. Yeah, Leo.
3: Yeah, I just wanted to kind of comment on a general theme I'm hearing in the conversation today, um, and that I think is just like kind of a big conversation going on on the internet in general. Like, so at a really big level, like Elon buying Twitter, right? The kind of big conversation was, there's a group of people on Twitter who will basically want to control what other people can say. And then Elon comes along and just advocates for basically freedom on the internet um, and being able to say kind of whatever you want um, within some broad set of guidelines and then you have like you know on like bitcoin you've got like the the maxis trying to control what you can do on bitcoin right they're advocating for upgrades to the protocol to basically not allow other people to use it in a certain way again it's like it's it's that question about like freedom what are you allowed to do and you you guys have brought up like five different instances on this show of like kind of things that i wasn't aware of where these tensions exist within the counterparty community within the dogecoin community within all these other communities where there's a subset of people who basically want to just have control. They want control mm-hmm. over the other people's activity. And, you know, we, we have been, like, this group up here has been facing this for two years now. And I think we all have kind of ended up landing in the same place with this, which was like, you know, if there's an asset on a decentralized ledger, right, like Ethereum, like V1 Punks, you know, like Ethereum. For whatever reason, you can have financial incentive alignment to want that to fail. But when you cross that um, chasm to basically be advocating for censoring that, not allowing it to be traded on marketplaces, to me, that's just, it's complete hypocrisy on, uh, you know, on just this very core, like to me, permissionlessness is such a core value in this space. Like that is arguably the entire point you would be on a blockchain Is because you want to be able to do stuff and have people not telling you what you can and can't do and every time this kind of situation happens where somebody's bags are affected by someone else's bags there's just this default reaction this like knee-jerk reaction by a certain set of people to instantly go to we're going to need to basically block this activity we're going to need to delist you know v1 frogs or naked frogs on magic eden and you know i think they got them to like change the name it's like it's just these weird things that play out. And it's like, to me, it's just super hypocritical to be pro uh, all the stuff in this space and like go go around talking like you're pro crypto and you're for the ethos. And then as soon as your bags get affected, you want to just throw that all away. So I just want to throw that out there. Like this is not unique to any of the things y'all talked about today. It's not unique to even crypto. Like this happens on Twitter. This is like an internet level thing. Like the internet is just an open protocol. Crypto protocols are these open protocols. And people need to wrap their heads around the idea that, you know, you shouldn't be advocating for trying to block these things. Because first of all, you can't on these networks, right? People will always find a way to trade those assets, like the Bitcoin apes, like no matter how many exchanges Yuga, you know, tries to intimidate to tell them not to do the, you know, Bitcoin apes, right? There's always going to be some other exchange that pops up. So to me, it's like, we need to really, from a cultural standpoint here, To me, it's like, this is one of the things I'm now kind of passionate about. We've been through too many of these fights, too many of these things. You know, it's, I've seen it now a dozen times. Always plays out the same way. You know, the people advocating for basically blocking other people from just basically freely trading an asset in a free market, they come off as insecure. I think it adds bad vibes to the culture in general. It adds a lot of negativity. And, you know, I think in the end we win. Like, I think in the end... Ordinals proliferate, people trade their V1 punks, people trade their frogs, people get to tweet about whatever they want to. I think that's where the ball lands. And I just want to kind of make that clear because there is this very natural reaction. And I do sympathize with these people, but it's probably like 10% of people, you know, some other collection seems to be a threat to their bags and they instantly jump past every other, (laughs) everything else and just go straight to banning that collection from being traded. It's a very unique situation. Um, that we've just seen over and over here guys. So I just wanted to kind of draw that parallels cuz we I feel like we've been, you know, doing this for 2 years now and the same thing keeps happening over and over and over and over. It's like
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I I I couldn't agree more. Um I think it's it's actually somewhat of a human nature thing. Um that we kind of all have this kind of controlling mechanism it, within ourselves. Um but it's laid bare here in the permissionless systems of blockchains right where we it's so obvious to us um and obviously we've been conditioned being in the hnft community for it but it's it's great that it's happening um kind of on this wider scale now obviously with bitcoin in the forefront where we get to have this battle kind of publicly and people get to see it on the biggest stage which is bitcoin and then on all these smaller stages, like Counterparty or Litecoin or Dogecoin or wherever we are, you know, but um, yeah, at the end of the day, uh, freedom wins, man. I think I think we're, when, you're, when you're on the right side, you're on the right side. And I, I think it, it all works out. We've seen it over the last few years. It, it It always works out this way. It's kind of a foregone conclusion, but there is a bunch of battling in the meantime.
0: Yeah, I couldn't be more grateful that we came up through NFTs, through the historical NFT community. I mean, barring like, you know, the regular influencers or the, you know, the traditional influencers, you know, rag on it all the time. We just the ability to make connections and parallels to trends from that has happened in the past across different blockchains, you know, psychology um, and perspective. Is really, you know, kind of put us ahead. And as we've been mentioning through this whole show, right, we've been doing it for two years. And it's just like, it's so obvious what comes next to us, because we've gone through this, these arguments 40 times already. That's why I ex- example today, the the Omnisets thing that that would launch, they said that they were the first DeFi meta protocol or something, and I was like, dude, please, please remove that. That's <laughs> I've gone through that I've gone through that debate so many times. It's literally a losing battle. There's there is no winning claiming to be first, right? Or claiming to be right. Same thing claiming for something to be historical. Also a losing battle, right? No matter who's saying it, it could be historical to somebody, right? It's a different context. Everyone has their own criteria and parameters. It's just it is not a winning battle, no matter what. That's why I've just like ceased to, to even engage in any of those debates anymore i'm like dude if you want to call historical go ahead right it's just it's just the market will decide on that like what they determine it to be or you could go this micro thing right we're the first doge metaverse pixel collectible and you're just like who who, who, who even who even really cares at that point (laughs) pensive thanks for for joining us man uh what's on your mind
6: hey what's up yeah i think what's interesting is that with uh Leonidas talking about twitter it makes me think how this new lady that was put in and in head of uh marketing i think what we're going to eventually see is that some people are going to get demonetized on twitter because the the marketing head is going to say well that, i think that's either too extreme or whatever and i think elon eventually is going to allow some kind of decentralized payment system in order for people to kind of uh uh, for Twitter to make money and get some fees from the, these decentralized, you know, transactions on Twitter, because all you know, ultimately, you know, the the old style of having a, a head of marketing that, that belongs to to the old world where you actually had literally a physical place with one protocol and one set of rules, and in today's market, which is more decentralized, you can't have that. And so I I think I kind of I kind of see. Twitter going into that place where it integrates some kind of decentralized payment system so that they can actually be profitable um, And second of all it's really interesting to see you know the projects that we're seeing today on BTC where uh, we're actually seeing BTC being used for for what who knows for what you know right now we're seeing ordinals we're seeing you know all these inscriptions uh, SR20s or DRC 20s LTC 20s, And to me, you know, I've I've come to learn something that the more that you allow people to play and just continue inventing new games of play and having fun, uh, the more innovation comes about. But once you try to freeze uh, a paradigm and say, oh, that's it, guys, Um, I I, I won this game and so we're going to close it off so I can win and my bag's only pumped and nobody else's. uh, To me, that's just uh, the death of it. You know what I mean? I, I think in America, we experience that where. Um, we kind of they kind of closed off the way the financial system works, where you can't trade derivatives in America unless you make 10 million dollars. You know what I mean? Well, sure. why do they do that? Well, because the people who are playing that game, they're winning. Right. If they would actually allow for us who are of a younger generation, we would, you know, wreck all the boomers <laughs> with our with our with our algorithms and all of that. But no, you know what I mean? They don't want that. So they, they, they closed the game and they said you can't play. And you got to play by our rules. So we see that in crypto, right? Um, mentioning all these uh, tensions that are happening with SR20s. Well, that's because it's, it's someone's uh, livelihood. So when something new comes on there and, and it threatens their livelihood, they're like, no, that's not fair. And um, We're not going to play that game because we don't win. <laughs> and it's like, we've seen that game in America. You know what I mean? So that's just my thought.
0: It's a very, very on-point perspective. I, I've come to to be accustomed. And again, just to go back to the historical NFT community, I was kind of more of like a I started with with Ethereum, then went to Bitcoin and then became kind of an ETH maxi. But being in the historical space, it grooms you to, you know, move across different chains because you're looking for, you know, kind of these like early historical things. But now even so, you're seeing a BRC20s and all of these just go down the board. It's a, it's getting people accustomed to moving across chain and being multi-chain and I think the majority of people are, are, com- are more comfortable now today, um, right? Even the sim- simple or simple idea of just going from Ethereum to Bitcoin, I guarantee you there was tons of just ETH maxis that had never done that before. And now that they've moved to Bitcoin, right? Now it's kind of like the Band-Aids ripped off. Now they'll go dabble on Doge and they'll go dabble on Solana. And a lot of the users that I'm seeing in the, the Ordinal ecosystem have no problem going back and forth. And it's it's from the emblem perspective, we have even more insight to where users are like it, it it's it's creating innovation, but it's opening up new ideas of them saying, like, hey, there's more liquidity on Ethereum during this meta right now. So maybe I should go take my Stampunk and go sell it on Ethereum, right? But then it's like, oh, the gas fees are too high on Ethereum. Maybe I should go sell it on Counterparty, because that's like the better idea. And then then people are accustomed to that, and then they start building products around around their communities or around their identities. And I think that's exactly where we need to go. Exactly. It's very fulfilling. And also just like the ordinal ecosystem in general. You have kind of four different blockchain communities that are all kind of intersecting together. You have the Bitcoin natives. You have the Ethereum peeps who are kind of building out a lot of these products. You have Stacks who's been there for, I don't know, what is it, two or three years, and then the Bitcoin SV community, right? They had actually, you know, they'd been kind of swept under the rug. And uh, of course, uh, Bitcoin SV is kind of tainted because of the, the Craig, Craig Wright and Calvin Air kind of like alignment.
6: But- well, it's that it's, it's narrative, Jake. It's that narrative of, in my opinion, once you start limiting play,
2: mm-hmm.
6: um, it really wrecks communities because now you turn into, well, I'm going to end you. I'm, I'm going to end your activity. And in my opinion, if your protocol along, uh, allows for playing with different proto- protocols, it creates an environment of just mm-hmm. freely exchange of ideas and services in a playful way that is just built upon builds another game and another meta narrative, another game and another game. That's what you want. Yep. But once you start getting this mentality of like only one game and, and my game rules and I make the rules so that I can win. And if you want to play, you're going to play by my rules. That's the, that's the death of your protocol, of your project, of whatever you sell. You know? Couldn't agree more, yeah,
0: man. yeah, the, the, uh, yeah, the kind of whole point of that, of what I was saying was, you know, Bitcoin SV had been, you know, said is dead. People didn't want to identify with SV, right. Even though they were building cool products like Twitch and stuff like that. And then ultimately what happened is they were the ones that were most prepared to build ordinals, right. Because <laughs> they, were fam- they were familiar with building with larger blocks and they came in and just absolutely took over. They built ordinals wallet. They built Unisat. They built OrdSwap, right. Those are all like Bitcoin SV builders. Uh, so it's just like, you can't, Uh, dismiss these nascent communities because you never know. Just because they're playing in a smaller ecosystem now, it doesn't mean that uh, when something does pop up that they're more prepared to build on it because they have been dabbling with different parameters um, over however long that they've been experimenting with. Uh, Mifiko.
2: Yo, quick question for for the people up. Um, Do you think long-term that sort of these blockchains will be brands in the sense that people resonate with them like you resonate with, you know, particular cars or particular kind of, you know, fashion pieces? Or do you think it'll be, as you're saying, Jake, that it's like wherever the liquidity the, the is at, people will just kind of port these NFTs to 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 where they can, I guess, do what they need to do. I guess they're, they're related concepts. But yeah, I'm just curious to hear people's takes around blockchains, brands, but also sort of just, porting, jumping in between, uh, different chains. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, definitely right now we're in that brand stage, hundred percent. Right. Uh, I mean, we've seen it across different collections and, and from a collector standpoint, people like they love their brands. Right. I mean, Bitcoiners, Ethereum, Tezos, like, you know, we've seen that. I mean, my vision tells me, you know, a decade or 15 years out maybe, um, when Web three kind of is is fully like grown, uh, that people won't care, but I think we're a long way away from that.
0: Yeah, it, it's that's actually like a, it's a very good um, philosophical question to think about. Uh, Balaji Srinivasan, um who's you know he used to work for Coinbase, he's a very like big personality and philosopher. He actually just pushed pushed a book out called Network State the network state, and he speaks to this idea that blockchains are going to be their own individual internet countries in an idea. So taking that even one step a little bit further, that's kind of what he says. And, and Adam could be right too, right? We're in the branding stage. Brand, obviously, a brand is much smaller than what a country and a, and a network state could be. And that's probably what we'll get to. Uh, I, I was talking with somebody the other day about this idea of like tribalism. Do you think tribalism will ever leave crypto? And I think from that, just like the pure essence of incentivization by financialization uh, may be hard to completely dismiss it. But I do think as people become more multi-chain, I do think that tribalism will dissipate uh, over time just because there's not as much um, tie to one specific place. You're more tied to like an idea or a philosophy than you are um, just like a blockchain in, its, in, its, uh, in itself. So...
1: It's interesting, the idea of tribalism. I think actually blockchain and Web3 in general gives us this kind of unique ability to be in um, kind of multiple tribes, uh, where if you think olden days, even like a couple of years ago, it was either no, it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, right? But now I can be I can be both, um, but how do I express that as both, right? And how do I express that I'm also, I don't know, that I'm in the Pungy penguins <laughs> as well, or that I like art on Tezos. Right, And I think there's actually a lot of opportunity there for creatives and builders to build out things that allow us to signal all these different tribes we're in. Um, because I think anytime we get into this, I'm in one tribe, uh, we can all pretty much agree that that turns ugly fast. Like who wants to be just a Bitcoiner, right? Uh, some people do, but you know, the vast majority of, of us, at least in this space where we're talking, you know, we're in a lot of stuff. Right. And I think that's the way humans are by nature. We're complex beings. We're not like one thing. Right. I'm not a Republican. Right. It's, it's way, way deeper than that. And so our ability to kind of signal uh, a lot of different things, I think is a really interesting thing that's going to happen in the future.
6: I I think I'm going to change my profile to trans, trans (laughs) (laughs) chainer.
1: You're a transhuman blockchainer. We are continually evolving and getting better and, (laughs) transitioning into something
0: yeah yeah i think a lot of the tribalism too is kind of exacerbated by this idea of like how early you got in uh Mm -hmm. if you go to and also just your objectives uh and i'll use max kaiser for an example i know a lot of people hate him right he's like the de facto kind of like maxi yeah but this guy's been preaching bitcoin literally since like 2010 and he also made hundreds or thousands of people very wealthy millionaires through his show but now they he's him and stacy i'm a big actually big fan of, of max kaiser and uh him and stacy moved down to el salvador because their mission is to just you know get bitcoin and self-sovereignty across the world and so they kind of like they're they've kind of boxed themselves in is that they can't really reflect on anything else you know they could turn down the toxicity in essence but they're also two entertainers they've been entertainers for decades at this point so there's kind of like a mix of it and online when when you don't have audio communication or visual communication, it's just text. You could really uh, look past kind of like some of the the trolling, right, or the jokes, or uh, the, the sarcasm. Uh, a lot of people will take to heart because you can't see kind of some of those social cues. Yep. Um, which is which is interesting, in essence. But I don't know where we go from here. I, I think we just continue to keep building and uh, and have a lot of fun uh, doing yeah. it. I do want to kind of move on to something next, uh, which was something that happened recently to give the, the Emblem Vault updates. A lot of people have been asking about it. Uh, so I pulled up here on the screen, the tweet we put out yesterday. Uh, so this happened about uh, maybe 36 hours ago. Um, there was about 25, uh, it's still an estimate, approximately 2,000 to 2,500 vaults were delisted um, off of OpenSea. Uh, Emblem Vault has not received any type of notification from... OpenSea from Yuga Labs or from anybody. I don't even know if Yuga Labs is involved with this. I just put this because this is, there's still like a lot of speculation happening to it. Uh, nine about ninety percent of all Bitcoin apes were delisted. Um, we're were delisted, and um, so there, we had about 20, 2,100 about uh, Bitcoin ape faults. There's still two hundred and fifty of them that exist that were not delisted. But alongside this, there was a lot of kind of randomness and and. Weirdness. So Megapont, MegaPunks, a bunch of them were delisted, and then about four or five hours later, they were all relisted. Um, There was some spells of Genesis cards that were delisted. There's there was some Bitcoin punks that were delisted. It seemed like it was really just like kind of a random spray and pray. I I there's really like there's we we we've reached out to OpenSea to really kind of understand what the issue is, but we really have no idea, and so it's all kind of speculation, right? It's like. Is it this idea of there was just a bunch of, like they just waited for a bunch of DMCA notices to come in and then they kind of just like, did this like blanket um, delisting? Did it, did it get mixed up? Was it part of an algorithm? Uh, we're really unsure. Um, so we're just, you know, we're, we're going, we're reporting cautiously. There is some speculation around why Bitcoin apes were delisted. I'm not going to say it publicly because it's it's unconfirmed. Uh, but when we do get more info, um, we will definitely keep everybody, uh, updated because I know, um, some people were very upset about it. Right. Cause that's kind of your, li- some people that's their, their livelihood. Right. And Just pinned it to the
1: top of the uh, space. If any of you
0: guys are connected with people at OpenSea, uh,
1: mm-hmm. if you could pay, you know, ping them in the comment section. Um, you know, I, yeah, it is what it is. Right. I mean, we've run into this a bunch of times, uh, and, you know, OpenSea, actually, I think OpenSea does a pretty good job of responding, you know, but any kind of tweet, retweet uh, is helpful. So if you guys want to pop a, uh, you know, ping one of your OpenSea contacts down below, uh, you know, it's usually just one person getting eyeballs on it uh, solves the problem at OpenSea. But we'll see what, how it goes, you know. I know they were having a lot of, because I did get pinged on other stuff as well. It wasn't just us who got kind of swept up uh, over the last couple of days. Um with updates and stuff that, that they had going on technically. So, uh, yeah, they got a lot of stuff going on over there, man.
0: Yeah, they are I mean, you hate l- Obensee, but they're a large company, a large corporation. A lot of the stuff is compartmentalized to specific departments. So it's not just like, hey, you could go ring up, uh, what's his name, Alex Atala, Eight.
1: right? Nate, <laughs> back in the day, man, that was the best. Yeah. Remember that, the early days? You could literally I'd just DM Nate, and Nate would come on, verify your account or fix it. Man, he was great, dude. Too bad that dude went to jail. God dang
0: it! Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think he's. I think it's. There's still like the court case going on, or did Dodi, or, or did he lose it? I'm not. I think I'm he looking. lost. Yeah, I think it's a, lost. it's really. Inf- he's being the the poster boy. Uh, but out, outside of that, for for emblem, yeah, we've still been working. Um, the migration portal, we've been testing for the the Pepe collection, right? Move your rare Pepe's from the legacy to the curated collection. Same with spells of Genesis. We've also been working on some restructuring on the back end uh, as we've had a small team for for quite some time. Uh, Adam, and I literally like almost doubled it <laughs> when we joined. Uh, we've had to do a lot of uh, creating more efficiency on the back end as we're bringing more uh, development assistance uh, to build this out. One th- the one of our main focuses right now outside of curated collection is actually like a complete redesign of the vaulting experience uh so uh, what you go to emblem.finance Finance, uh, we're working on really rebuilding that out yeah so if there's anybody who's listening and you know is frustrated with emblem vault or with like the process we feel you because we also agree as well <laughs> so we're trying to to create uh, a frictionless experiment to where you could create a vault within you know a few clicks um and not have to go through any other screens if you have any if you have any uh any type of comments or any type of suggestions you know just shoot us a dm we would love to take in as as much community uh advice as possible to to incorporate it but those are kind of like our two focuses and man tech just takes a long time to build it takes takes a a long time especially when you have this kind of like machine that has you know eight to nine figures of assets inside of it you have to be very careful (laughs) with the way that you go about things uh but yeah those are those are kind of the two updates. There's really not much more to it. Uh the gas fees over the of, of ETH over the last like two, three weeks have been insane. It kind of like really just hurts Apple Vault in general. Uh, but we do have Polygon that that exists. So if you want to go vault on Polygon, it's literally 10 cents to to go do instead of paying, you know, twenty dollars or whatever it is, the gas fees at the time. Yep. I know people just kind of kind of forget about it. So is Polygon even a functioning blockchain anymore? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, there was somebody that I just did. That person leave. Thought I brought somebody up on stage. Um, I do want to speculate a little bit more on BRC twenties, man, dude. This thing, <laughs> <laughs> this thing has caught my attention, dude. I can't look away oh, from bro, it, bro. You got to share the spreadsheet with
1: everybody so they can get in there and like start aping it on your. Tokens, man.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna pull, yeah, I'm gonna pull up actually. So we're gonna pull up the the ORD.IO uh, BRC20 um, list to look, see if I could find it. Uh,
1: but it's just what's what's ORD at today? What's the uh, what's anybody in the chat know what
0: ORD's uh, sitting this morning? Um So here I pulled this up. So yeah, Leo, you guys did a good job of the coins. So ORD at twelve dollars. It's dropped. Yeah, down so. yeah, eleven well, percent. It was it peaked at like almost 30 right something something like that the the crazy thing is these things still trade kind of like nfts i mean the purchase and sweeping you know kind of like terminology is still used but 9300 holders uh is the largest looks like vmpx is catching up on them uh which is an interesting thing and then you just got like a ton of meme coins zbit i'm just kind of I, maybe I could just even kind of go down and explain some of these. ZBit is like an in game currency for the Bitcoin ordinal, or what's it called? Bitcoin machine. OSHI uh, is a super awesome product. I saw one of the guys was kind of in the crowd. Um, I won't let Tendi up, and attendees like kind of all over the stuff all day. Uh, OSHI, I like. Is the Ribbit coin out yet? Has ribbit. ribbit launched yet?
7: <laughs> ribbit, 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 Ribbit. <laughs> hey what? guys, I'm here for the stamps drop. What's up? <laughs>
0: Tendy, I, I see you guys are. Are you guys doing like a regular night spaces now for BRC20? Is that like uh,
5: four to six hours a night doing BRC20's ordinals and uh, open ordinals tech support that we are unpaid for? Uh, shout out to anybody that wants to sponsor us. What's
3: up, Leo? Yo, what's up, Tendy? Do you have like some cohort of people following you? We just got like 200 people on the space when you joined. Yeah, you're welcome, bro. I don't know. Like, people just fucking...
5: like <laughs> Ribbit, ribbon.
1: It's rivet rivet
3: okay, guys. Ribbit. Full
1: disclosure, I'm launching Ribbit coin uh a little later today. No. <laughs> uh,
5: is it gonna
7: be ORC20? <laughs>
1: I'm joking, man. There's no coins.
0: <laughs> I was going through so for those that can't see admin, I actually host this on on YouTube simultaneously. So I pulled up the org.io sheet. Uh we're just like kind of going through some of the coins. So many meme coins, dude, literally tons of them. One thing I did notice, and I actually put a tweet about this, I've noticed a few of these BRC20s are like in-game currencies for ordinal collections itself. So I was wondering if we're going to get kind of the same meta that happened on ERC20 where it was like, okay, I'm going to launch a 10k PFP. Now I'm going to launch an ERC20 token, right? Now I'm going to create a GameFi product. And then it's all going to collapse. Cause you're going to realize people don't want to play it
3: because <laughs> we realize
5: we suck oh, at games. a wallet last night. That had all kinds of like these uh, BRC 20 tokens that were like source and wizard and like barbarian and they were all like deployed and then mass minted. So somebody's out here getting ready to drop a game, um, it's actually kind of interesting.
0: What do you think? Do you think do you think ordinal and BRC 20 games, do you think that's compatible without smart contracts? I think it's probably going to exist off-chain or it's going to be some like
2: really nerdy niche way to utilize it. Um, because like some of these tokens seem like token
5: rewards for some type of interaction with the, their game. Uh, I can't say for certain, but I, I found a couple wallets connected to it. And it was really interesting, like the types of tokens, the names of them, and the supplies were like a, kind of a ridiculous amount. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be tracking the wallet to see what happens with it and uh, if there's any like new projects to come out with it. So,
0: yeah, you're breaking up a little bit. Go ahead, Leo.
3: So I think from what I've seen, it's pretty much like the Christian Moss model, right? Like he's got his Zebedee, he's got his Saratobi, like that whole thing, all that stuff he's done is based on just like basically giving these little micro rewards of stats to the users in the game when they like do something cool. And from so far from what I've seen, like to me, and I know this is, I'm not trying to like shit on the like game GameFi stuff, but at least so far, I've had way more fun playing these like little retro video games that are like stored fully on chain and like 50 kilobytes or something That are actually like just genuinely fun to play Um, then I have with like these just super and like i'm not saying like I think game probably is a, Has a really bright future and there will be like crazy world of warcraft like huge economies And DeFi all built on top of one game, but it just like hasn't happened so far Like basically nobody from what i've seen nobody's been able to create a game That's just like genuinely fun where I want to sit down for an hour like play the game right it's just like the game itself is not that interesting and these little retro games like dude you know love them or hate them it's like i don't know like who doesn't like playing these like little retro video games um so like we had to add a game section to like our explore and uh i don't know like that's that's what i'm seeing like some of these game makers and there's people deploying games every day they're dming me their new games are really cool they're like really fun to play actually even if you don't care about like getting little tokens uh dropped to you but they're basically, you know, zapping people or whatever you want to call it, whatever, you know, micro uh, gifting you um, BRC20 the same way Christian was micro gifting people uh, sats back in Saratobi and then trying to get other games to do that um, with his Zebedee company. So it's, I it's wondered, a very if, simple Christian
5: actually but working on
1: this with, 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 I mean, I know he's still doing Zebedee and I've seen him doing like his Mario, you know, getting Bitcoin and stuff, but he's, is he on this at all? I'm
3: wondering. I talked to him about it and he is definitely watching it. He thinks it's cool. I think he is like pretty busy with Zebdi basically. And like, they have a pretty clear roadmap with like yeah. the lightning network. So like, that's where they're building right now, but he does think this is cool. And he does think like, it would be fun. That kind of talk that new Takara 2.0 game he has. he thinks it would be fun uh, to basically add like ordinal assets to that game. Um, so mm-hmm. he, he's watching it. He thinks it's cool. Just like, I don't, he's not like, I don't think he's like actively building in this space. He's focused on Lightning
0: Network. Did you guys, speaking of Lightning Network, did you guys see that Lightning Network launched Taproot assets? So there, I don't know if this is specifically for Ordinals, but it said, Today we're excited to announce the newest version of Taproot assets, scalable protocol to issue assets on Bitcoin and Lightning. And and they go into it, right? It's like a whole uh, big kind of article that they published it. Um, and it specifically says Taproot assets, so I'm assuming, and then they use Taproot assets uh, PSBT usage, so I'm assuming they're going to try to send ordinals through uh, Lightning. Uh, Leo, have you have you discussed this in any of the ordinal uh, shows?
3: Yeah, so it's interesting. Are you talking about like RGB type stuff or? Uh,
0: so no, so this is uh, this was it says mint the future with Taproot assets v. 0.2. It was actually on Lightning. It was from the Lightning Labs, uh, like the Twitter. Oh, wow.
3: Yeah, I'm honestly not. I'm not in the loop on that. To be honest, like, I, it's for the same reason I'm not paying super close attention to like Dogenols and mm-hmm. SRC20 and all this stuff. It's like, I genuinely barely am keeping track of like, the <laughs> yeah, on, on just Ordinals layer one. So, it, dude, it's so cool that people are trying to build on like Lightning and stuff now. But uh, yeah, I'm totally out of the loop. I'm not. Gonna Wait,
1: start. are we gonna get shit coins on Lightning, bro? How
0: amazing <laughs> will this be, bro? This yeah, is I, I it, level. I pinned it to the top, uh, so if anyone wants to look, Lightning yeah. Stamps. Lightning stamps. <laughs> <snap. laughs> oh my god, I mean, dude. I, d- I mean, Lightning. I even saw some like uh, some Bitcoin traditionalists taught, start shitting on on Lightning of just saying like it's a kind oh, of really? experiment after supporting it for literally. I, they've been talking about Lightning even since I got into the space. Uh, many years ago, it says the core set of developer features consists of these flagship items, sending and receiving with novel, virtual, partially signed Bitcoin transactions, the PSBTS. <laughs> oh my God, we're getting so many letters deep now. Uh, discovering and publishing assets with the initial universe APIs, maximum chain space efficiency with multi-asset mints, sends and receives, and stability and scalability improvements. Uh Boy, it's still in the, it's in the dev stage, man.
1: It's like, God dang, can you use English, bro? I mean, dang, man. <laughs> it's so, right? this okay. is like classic Bitcoin builder, man. Just like nothing for a real human. It's just devs talking to devs and nothing getting built of any like
3: use. I mean, I don't know. it's like. Yeah, G- I'll kind of second that a little bit, Adam. There's this very weird culture of builders on Bitcoin before this ordinal thing where they love like, conceptualizing this like huge, massive, incredible thing. And then taking like five years to build it. But like, there's still not a website I can like click. So it's like, I love the MVP model of like the Silicon Valley style model, the Ethereum style model, the lean startup style model, where we just come in, like you build some like fun little app. Like the thing Zach and I built is just like a little upvoting your inscriptions app. That's like the first thing we release. And then you build on it from there. Right. And you actually get something out there. Versus like I saw this thing, you know, it was like somebody was like rest in peace ordinals, you know, <laughs> RGB is going to be the new thing and all this. Stuff. I saw, I read the article and it's like it's titled, you know, big NFT marketplace launches on you know, RGB on top of lightning. And I go to it and it's like there's no links. Like it's like we have theorized that we can build this new marketplace. Yeah, actually, like, Okay, like wake me up when you guys have like a link to go. <laughs> It's it's unbelievable, dude, because you can talk such a big game and then there's no link to click. It's like, what are are we doing here? So, yeah, ship products, guys. Ship, like, really simple products.
1: (laughs) It's exactly right, dude. Exactly. Yeah. The
0: culture culture of devs on Bitcoin is uh, sadly lacking. (laughs) Uh, Sadly. Speaking of, you know, products, uh, I've been dabbling with this Alex Bridge, which is an L2 and they have a BRC20 uh decks to it i know some people were shitting on it but i'm i'm the kind of guy i'm i'm the kind of guy now where i'm like all right i just got to try it out to see uh if this is actually functional or not there's definitely been some issues with it but it's kind of interesting to see um this unfold so essentially you're kind of getting just like a synthetic asset and it's in essence you take usdt and so this is built on stacks you take usdt and you take it through this bridge and then they give you SUSDT, which is like the Stacks version. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from here, you could take your, and then here you could trade against a select amount of BRC20s. As you can see here, they have, looks like about eight. They got Pizza, Maxi, Long, INSC, Majo, Dexam, and ATMT. I only know like a few of those. Uh, but I'm wondering if something like this, and they have like a full order book that you can see. I saw some people complaining, saying that it might not even be the actual BRc twenties, right? It's a you send your BRc or you send your BRc twenties in, and then they basically issue a synthetic asset against it, which is what I assume most centralized exchanges that are listing BRc twenties are kind of doing as well, right? It's kind of like this. Red- that's what Gates doing so far, is that right? Okay. Yeah, that's it's. I mean, this is what most centralized exchanges doing is what you're actually trading on their exchange isn't actually the 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 coin itself, it's just like a, it's like a voucher so that when you withdraw, then they, uh, redeem that voucher for the amount of whatever asset it is that you're trying to, to withdraw. So I'd assume this is probably something of similar. These guys discord, I give them props to do it, but man, their discord is in chaos with the amount of like (laughs) uh, problems people are having. (laughs) (laughs) And I wish I could show it, but uh, the, where I record on this computer, it's the different from where I, I do all my trading and stuff. But this is something. Go ahead.
4: So far, I'm seeing OKX and Huobi as next up to list. uh, BRC20s. Have any of you guys seen any other exchanges that you think might be getting ready? I'm I'm hoping for Uh, Craft. MEXC
7: launched BRC20 support a couple weeks ago. Who did? Uh, MEXC, Um. and they actually have futures on it too. So uh, shout out to them for letting me uh, burn some liquidity.
0: Futures on BRC-20s. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's not, not dangerous. Bro. That, that's, that's, that's fucking private island money right there, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at this
1: chart. Look it's at book that book. line, bro. Look at that line. Straight <laughs> down, bro. Straight down. <laughs> right? Jake, Jake's got a, I don't know what this chart is, but it's literally, it's just a straight line
0: down. <laughs> DEXM paired against USDT. It's one of the BRC-20s. It's literally just straight down. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, that's generally what it was, right? It was like I, enough for those that weren't here in like the, the early days. It was the when, when a coin would get listed on a centralized exchange. That was like the exit pump. That was usually what happened. It seems now it's kind of been the opposite. But for these kind of things where there's no liquidity, then I think it's probably going to be just straight down. That seems what's happening.
1: It's kind of like the NFTs, uh, you know, the, during the NFT boom. If you were going to be on, uh, if you were going to get if Christie's was going to have an auction for you, like you got to sell going into the auction, right? Because post auction, it's dump time. You know, it's just straight down after
0: that. Oh my God. When I sold, when I sold moon cats at Sotheby's, that was literally the moon cat top. (laughs) (laughs) For a lot. I think it was for
1: curios too. There's just like a whole bunch. It's funny. This human psychology thing. I mean, if you can ever really figure it out, uh, you can do very well because we are just like these, either programmed robots or monkeys, whatever, however you wanna look at it. We all just kind of act this in a very, very programmatic way when it comes to this
4: sort of stuff. So my thinking with the exchanges, um, you know, originally these ones that are starting to list them and they're allowing them to be shorted. What I heard is that there isn't any to buy, you can just basically short it. But without the, you know, the buy pressure, it's basically just going to push them down. But over time, once the tier one exchanges come on board, I think because it's such a small market, like over 200 times smaller than Ethereum, even though it's got twice as much liquidity in, you know, the layer one, I think that that's where we'll see hopefully like a 2017 type. ICO bull run for the BRCs is what I'm hoping for.
0: I, I think it's 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 surely mimicking something like that. And maybe even just like a combination of ICO Mania, DeFi summer, and kind of the NFT summer. It seems like it's really a huge melting pot of that right now. The when it comes to centralized exchanges, it sounds like what you're mentioning is like naked shorting, where it's like they don't even need the assets. You could just pull basically create like this derivative yeah, contract to go exactly. short on it. Like, yeah. Like what FTX did whenever they'd list a coin and put the perps up there, everyone knew that was time to short it. That's <laughs> exactly that's exactly what they're doing. Short it yeah, with like be careful out there, man. Be careful, <laughs> man. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, definitely be careful. I don't okay, we've gone through this idea this this cycle of centralized exchanges consistently for 10 years. Of you can't trust the centralized exchanges, right? It's it's a closed loop system. They're Right. There's, they're doing fractional reserve, right? They're doing these perps, right? A lot of the perps are illegal in the United States, which I think they should be legal. But Wait, what's perps? What is that? So perps are just like the derivative products, like margin long and options. Okay. And uh, be, building these weird financial instrument products that are built off of like, the, or derives the value from the underlying yeah. asset without actually having to have it.
7: Yeah. Hold up. Perps are illegal?
0: And in, in America, you're not allowed to, there's, uh, it's not illegal, but it's, it's... You have to go through a process to create that derivative stuff. Well, I'm
7: glad I KYC with Spongebob's voting license.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, K- Kraken actually used to have perps for Bitcoin, and then they had to remove it a few years ago, and the SEC started getting hostile, and then, then they hit them with a big fine for their staking stuff. It's unfortunate what's happening out here. Uh, so hopefully we'll get some guidance but it seems like gary gunster i don't know if you saw it recently uh with the the lawsuit with coinbase you know they'd fired uh, filed like a lawsuit against the sec um trying to get them forced to make a decision on something and gary had to give a like a yes or no answer for um a timeline when he's gonna get guidance and he basically gave a maybe in a few years
6: <laughs> so just, just some alpha just some alpha uh uh tasty trade i don't know if you guys uh, are aware of the options uh trading firm tasty trade uh put out a wallet recently because they said as uh, as soon as they get the the green light to do something with crypto and options they're jumping in so keep Wait, an eye tasty
2: out. Trade
1: put out a wallet
6: yeah it has a wallet no
1: shit
6: oh no okay. so keep an eye out so that they are they are definitely once options are green light because options in america i think you only you only need like 50k in your uh uh in your um your assets and you can participate in options yeah um so if, once they jump in you know options and crypto tasty trade you know that's that's the move
0: nice. i'm not familiar with that
7: product that was a really
6: subtle shield there.
1: <laughs> no, I, hey i i know tasty Tr- trade well my brother has uh, uh options trading uh data analytics firm and stuff so yeah i'm you know Definitely in the options. People love this sort of – I mean, obviously, people, this is what we're talking about, man. I don't yeah, know what – there's they, part of our genes
0: that are gamblers, right? Obviously,
5: this is or like – How society. do we feel about naked frogs?
0: <laughs> uh, we, we talked about this a little bit, but can you please give us the this, this story of it? I butchered it super hard about 30 minutes ago, so uh, please just uh, give us the basic premise
7: was I was giving a backstory on uh, Bitcoin frogs and the, and the whole box mint and how it kind of goes with the canon story of CryptoPunks V1 and V2. And somebody took that as it's time to collect naked frogs. Um, so my joking listing of 0.1 BTC for a naked frog in my wallet immediately got scooped up. So yeah. I set the floor for 0.1 BTC and um, every, <laughs> then all of a sudden uh, OrdSwap swap decided to give it its own collection without frog uh, approval. And it kind of just went nuts from there. So shout out to the naked frogs for taking over on volume, but um, you know, if you really want to look at it, I mean, it is technically part of the collection, by, but, you know, from the founder, it really isn't. Um, I don't know. I just kind of speculated on Ordinal Show that, you know, there was a possibility that people would want to collect their, like, naked pair of their frog or that because, you know, it has that canon story of, you know, CryptoPunks V1 and V2 that maybe some people would want to collect V1s as a collector's item because it's a lower inscription number and whatnot. And what we're seeing now is I guess that's the case. So uh, just a backstory.
0: Very cool. It's a pretty good parallel to make, though. Honestly, right? It's it's what's happening on on Ordinal is you're just taking. I mean, it,
7: it fits Frog Toshi's vision. That's literally the first thing he said he wanted to do with Bitcoin. Frogs was make it the CryptoPunks of Bitcoin, and uh, here we are.
0: Right? At least there's no, uh, yeah, no contract vulnerability. Does is the community backing the whole V1 thing, or is there any oh, term, in terms it, of
7: it internal was an absolute conflict? Shit show. Um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, yeah. Uh, you know damage control going on the first night and i think uh, over the past 24 hours we've seen it kind of just be accepted as an inevitability if it didn't happen now it's probably going to happen a few months from now when somebody else figured it out or brought it up so at least it's kind of like we ripped the band-aid off now and uh, just see where it goes that's
0: why i love this space you know it you know most things are an inevitability so you're like i might as well just do it now before anybody else does <laughs> whether it's for good Indeed. or for good for bad
3: yeah on the Ordinal Show, right? like, we specifically have tried to cultivate this, like, kind of news-type sh- show with, like, it's not an alpha show. Like, it's a news-type show, okay? Trevor's gone for one day at Bitcoin Miami. I invite Tendi up to kind of be the co-host. The guy starts a huge fucking, like, literally <laughs> millions of dollars of volume is happening because of, like, one thing he says on the show. It's, like, completely the opposite of what the whole show is supposed to be about. So, Tandy, congratulations on finding some way to make our supposedly like honorable <laughs> degenerate naked frog speculation hype show of all time so you're
7: welcome leo and yo thank you for having me up. i know trevor's gonna be a little salty because uh yeah you know, i love the introduction you guys have always given me so we got tendy.btc up here we don't know what you do but thanks for coming on
0: and i think we just figured out what i do
7: so kind of cool and uh thanks for having me
0: he's a ribbit shelly gotta love it gotta love hey, it hey tindy
5: what i saw there's a, uh, another discord for naked frog what? what's that all about is that a?
7: oh uh, that- i have nothing to do with that i have literally okay. nothing to do with any of that um this is all a community effort and i think it's kind of cool to watch it unfold um i didn't mean to instigate anything nor was i seeking any exit liquidity i actually gave away a lot of my naked frogs because it was like a Uh, just a gift to some friends, like, hey, you want a frog, but I don't want to give away my clothed one, so I just gave away a bunch of naked ones. And congratulations for everybody that got the free money. Um,
3: You know, it's kind of cool. Yeah, to be clear, guys, Tindy, when we had this conversation, Tindy actually just kind of casually mentioned it. He's casually mentioned it multiple times before. For whatever reason, this time, uh, people listened to him saying that and decided to go, like, start digging into it. And then as soon as you get a little bit of volume, It's like that's just signal to the market that there's value there, and then it just kind of took off. So, Tindy actually do not do not blame Tindy for this whole thing. Like Tindy was literally casually talking about it. I I honestly don't think Tindy
6: had any idea that people were going to really care when he said it. I think I think he just figured out the mass psychology.
7: No, 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 on some real shit. I actually got pulled aside by Jake, my co host on Sigma Spaces, and he had to kind of like sit me down and be like, "Yo." Uh, apparently people take like what you say with, uh, you know, some value. So you got to really watch what you say up here. So like my apologies to anybody that seems affected by it. I had no idea. I'm literally just a shit poster, uh, turned Twitter ambassador. So like I had no, no, uh, intent to do any of this shit, but thank you, Leo, for backing me up.
0: So I no- I had noticed that a lot of the, the Bitcoin frogs, um, were being traded on magic Eaton And I pulled this chart up at, which I think Leo's actually posted this thing. It's the most fascinating chart. Of uh, just the, the marketplace share consistently changing. It's literally when I look at this, it looks like a battleground. I mean, when you go back to like the first few days of trading, it was Ordinal's market had 84% of trading volume and Ord Swap was 14%. And now you go to today and Ordinal's market has 1%, Ordinal's wallet has 11%, Ord Swap has 8%, Magic Eden has 42% and Unisat has 35. So Magic Eden is now surpassed Unisat and Magic Eden's, most of Magic Eden's volume is all Ordinals and more NFT-like and then Unisat's more of the BRC20 stuff. What is happening over on Magic Eden for people to start trading over there? Uh again, I'm not a, I haven't really been trading these things. I was gonna ask Tendi, but he just walked off. So maybe Biz can answer. Uh,
5: I mean, Ordinals wallet, I mean, if you say today, like BRC20 is down. so. I see a lot of uh, these market prices that are broken or having issues. You see flip flop, and you know, DGENS are going to find a way to sell and trade and buy. So I see a lot of arbitrage opportunities there. But like Ordinal's wallet, since they're in Miami, the team's probably there. I've noticed that they've had some technical do- double cleats and some 404 errors. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, uh, criticizing them by any means, but it's just interesting that you. You see that now i haven't tied in correlation with real data to that but it just makes sense if you went back and looked at the timeline a lot of that is uh, due to due to the volume shifting
0: it's it's really it's really fascinating i just watching like this whole ecosystem grow and battle and it's 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 almost like Uh, friendly competition too. You don't see too much in the ordinal space, at least from the marketplace. You see a lot of them interacting with each other. I know it's competition, but you just realize that the pie right now is so small comparative to what it's going to be. It's like, hey, let's kind of work together and, and be competitive and launch these different features. But overall, whoever's here now is probably going to massively benefit, especially as like a marketplace or infrastructure company.
5: Yeah, I mean, Tandy dropped down, but, you know, even the uh, Naked Frogs, they dropped, uh, they broke Ordi Swap. Uh, I mean, they literally crashed the entire system there. So some of these exchanges don't have the bandwidth to handle, you know, everybody aping in at once. So you see that as well. So I think some of that, they may have uh, been listed there. or They had the collection, I guess, listed there originally with the Naked Frogs. And I've seen them migrating to others now in a, in a V1 fashion. So. Uh, that's that's been really hot from from the frog side of things, that he could probably speak more to that. Uh,
0: and some other ordinal marketplace stats, two hundred and forty nine thousand trades, seventy one thousand unique owners, one hundred and forty five million in volume. Yeah. Truly incredible growth. still small though, comparative to oh, to the eth marketplace, like still tiny compared to it totally i mean i think
1: we're gonna look a year out and it's gonna look completely different and who knows it might even be a new player right um in there who knows maybe open c happens or god knows blur who knows you know jumps in or buys you know acquires one of these very very possible um who knows what's gonna happen but
5: open c do we have we heard any more about their brc 20 or i mean sorry their ordinal display yet I mean, they teased it out a couple of weeks ago, but I haven't
0: heard anything. Since. They might've thrown out like a research thing, but I haven't heard anything from it. Maybe Leo has uh, more insight.
3: Yeah. So guys, completely speculative, but I mean, we know that the kind of like direction, like the, uh, philosophy for how they're scaling their business is just going, uh, to basically every chain, they want to be the multi-chain FT marketplace. And that's basically all they've built for the past year is just onboarding all these blockchains. So my kind of thought here is like it makes zero sense to like add avalanche and like these chains with like literally no volume and not add bitcoin so i made a prediction like a couple days ago within like three months i think it's very very highly probability OpenSea will uh, support ordinals it just like it wouldn't make sense for them not to at this point It, it would you know it would kind of be giving up on that mission which i highly doubt they are planning on doing
1: yeah do you think they're going to acquire somebody or they'll they'll build it from scratch what do you think
3: You know, they have enough money where they'll probably do both. (laughs) Like, they're not going to miss the boat on this. So, it's like they, I could very easily see them acquiring. I could very easily, you know, they acquired Jim and then they also had their own, you know, Ethereum marketplace. So, I could easily see them trying to do an aggregator situation, trying to do a pro trading situation, trying to do their normal uh, platform situation internally. Um, They have, they absolutely have the engineers to do it. So, in my perspective, you're going to see, Uh, you're going to see, you're going to see it on, you're going to see it definitely on their pro platform and their, you know, main platform for collectors. And then, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they, uh, launch a uh, like Bitcoin kind of native, uh, type product and potentially acquiring somebody would make potentially more sense for them.
0: Yeah. They're just such a Goliath in the space. They have to move. So much slower. That's why these ordinal teams can be nimble because it's probably what, three to seven people on the team or something like that. So a lot of room to grow. That's where Emble Vault comes in, right? If they add Bitcoin, they're going to need us to, so they can move across everything over time. At least that's what we hope. (laughs) What we hope. Uh, I think we're coming up on on time here. It's Friday. Um, I don't know. Is anyone on stage at Bitcoin Miami? I'm actually going to EDC this weekend. So I'll probably not be tweeting at all that often. Anybody here, Bitcoin Miami on stage? No? Oh, Leo, not going, not, not doxing yet, huh?
3: <laughs> Dude, actually something really cool is coming up. and I think you can live stream it from their uh, like YouTube channel, the like Bitcoin Magazine YouTube channel. Booty and Eric are going to be debating some maxis on the main stage in 10 minutes. So awesome. I think, that's, yeah, that's definitely something I would uh, tune into guys.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to definitely watch that. Got some time before that. Uh, Adam, any last words before we close up episode 18? Dude, can't believe we've done this 18 weeks in a row already, bro. It gets more exciting every week, man. There's
1: so much going on. It's literally head spinning, trying to keep up with everything that's happening in the space. Uh, I don't know how to do it effectively. I can't imagine most people do, but, uh, trying to pick a lane of, of what we're working on, but it's hard, man. Cause there's so much amazing stuff happening right now. Um, Again, as always, just blessed to be here and be a part of this amazing stuff.
0: Yeah, same here. Uh, Any final words from anyone on stage? If not, I'm going to close it up here. And uh, be safe. Anyone that's in the crowd is at BTC Miami. Be safe down there. Miami can also be doozy. You could get trapped into a lot of situations (laughs) that uh, you end up spending way too much money. So (laughs) just be be safe out there, everyone. Enjoy, and uh, we'll see you next week.